0: Hello. This is episode thirteen of Life from the Brodello. Twelve.
1: The sequel.
0: Yes. It's also Friday the thirteenth, and we're always oh, yeah, meaningless, whatever, junk, junk. I was born on the thirteenth, but not the Friday the thirteenth. Oh, Very disappointing. That's, I could have been a black
1: cat. That's a story. It would have been cool if I was a black cat. I'd be almost dead by now, but
0: yeah, maybe, maybe actually way, way past dead. Also, you'd be able to make fewer contributions to science, and I wouldn't be interested in doing a podcast with a cat, a dog, and cat. A talking cat, maybe, yes. Everyone likes a talking cat. This is true. I don't think I've ever read a story about a talking cat where the talking cat wasn't awesome. Did you ever watch Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Yes, I did. There was a talking cat in that, and he was uh, witty in the way that sitcoms are. Yeah, <laughs> Which so is to not say very not. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I had a massive crush on Melissa Joan Hart, but only in that not Clarissa explains at all.
1: Oh uh, was she um, like eight in that
0: uh no, she was still like thirty, pretending to be a teenager in uh <laughs> mm. at least in Sabrina, yeah, she was easily in her late twenties when she was pretending to be a teenager, and I think she's about eighty by now, probably a hundred yeah, if not more who was who was your child crush not I mean. When was the last time you had a crush on a minor? That's not what I was suggesting. <laughs> um and we should save that for the after podcast <laughs> conversation. But but like as know, that's a good question. Young developmental Lewis. I really like Denise Richards. Did you see Wild
1: Things? No. Uh it had Denise a lot of Richards. a lot of good scenes with her and Neve Campbell.
0: I'm not sure. I'm I'm have a feeling I would recognize her face if I looked her up.
1: She was a really mediocre, really lousy Bond villain.
0: Ah, okay. I had a massive crush on Jessica Albert in Dark Angel, and she was wearing Was that the one where of... it was Sin City? Yeah, it was like Sin City, but it wasn't Sin City. Okay. She was a she was mutant too, lady she? who was angry and wore lots and lots of leather. Ah, huh, that like, sounds like a good plan. Yeah, and she had this big dumb wolf guy friend who was big and dumb. A wolf? No, he wasn't a wolf. I don't remember. It was mm. it was strange. Was, it was he a sexy werewolf? No, no, he was a very unsexy. Mm. Like he he was the big, dumb, adorable brute. Oh, um, so brutish. So brutish.
1: So dangerous when provoked. Yeah, Aww. exactly.
0: But yeah, she was she was pretty badass. Mm-hmm. And nothing she has been in has matched that level of. Hussain as a 13 year old not really quite understanding what he was feeling at that moment mm. I never, was... you've
1: never met that level of confusion again?
0: yeah and I've done far more confusing things since <laughs> your first confusion is always the most confusing <laughs> Yes, I think Cat Stevens sang a song
1: about that. I don't think I know that.
0: No, it also doesn't exist. I was. I, I
1: just also don't know anything about Cat Stevens. So well, his his it.
0: name is now. Um, he's a, is he a talking cat? He's not a talking cat. His name is now Yusuf Islam, mm. um, and for a very long time, like he became a Muslim, changed his name to Yusuf Islam, and then spent like two years feeling like he couldn't be a singer anymore because of, of like, his super, super religiously... I don't know what you're getting at Conservative. Here. Ah. In, in, and, and he thought that he couldn't make music anymore and everybody would be writing letters to him saying he shouldn't. And eventually, after two years, did, did people he, write letters to him? he started writing music about how God is really cool. I bet that was way worse than the original music tough tough to say his original music wasn't
1: great I actually don't know anything about Cat Stevens what what did he Um, he he did Father and
0: Son which recently got well recently as in Father and Son within the last decade got covered by some I was going to say British boy band, but that wouldn't mean anything to you.
1: Is he, He's like a country
0: singer? He's something? not. No, he's not country. he's, folk he's just singer? Yeah, it's more like mm. folky hippie stuff. Okay, but, the, um, but now like really religious folky hippie stuff? Yeah. Oh, huh,
1: sounds like they found the only way to make folky hippie stuff less appealing to me.
0: Yep. So, yes.
1: In conclusion, Talking Cats. Meow. Our cat was talking a lot last night And it was really annoying
0: I think you mean meowing Yes okay. He was talking in meows Talking in meows I'm not, not sure that cats is...
1: He really wants to go outside Which one? Milk Okay Siamese Yeah Rubarb doesn't care about anything She is very stoic Milk complains stoic. a lot <laughs> I want to. I want to imagine a a cat reading Marcus Aurelius. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, I came in and rhubarb was just lying on the stairs, head down, looking very just depressed with her Latin glum, but (laughs) unable to do anything to change it to effect change.
0: Oh, did you see part of yourself reflected in the cat? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the eye part of the cat. In, in the, the eye, eye I see, yeah. Because your cat has robot eyes. That'd be cool. Yeah. Robot eye cat? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't trust a cat with a robot eyes.
1: <laughs> Where did he get them
0: from? Oh <laughs> <Well>, yeah. <laughs>
1: Which ro- what robot is missing its eyes? Yes. Which robot now has cat eyes? Ooh. Robot eyes instead of cat eyes. Nice thing about robot eyes. You can just have more. Yeah. Get extras. This is true. Have you been... Sorry. <laughs> I thought you were Bo- going to say, like, have you been... the corner! Oh. Have you
0: been to Boats this week? I have not been to boats. Neither since have yet. I, and it's very disappointing. Well, the window, the window, the wind has been boring, mm. and I've been really busy for other reasons. No, definitely, there have been a couple of days when I was really bored, and I thought I should have gone to boats, but then the weather was miserable or the wind was just dull. Who we went to the boat talk? Oh, yes, true. We we did the physics of failing with the man with the really saggy eyes. <laughs> He's a very nice man with saggy eyes, but
1: He you knew about physics a bit. Yeah. Probably more than a bit. He's probably like an MIT physics professor or something. Really? I don't know who he was. He's
0: been doing that talk for a zillion years, though. Since okay. he had more hair than he currently does, now.
1: mm So, since any time in the past, except for when
0: he was a child, a baby. Is that true? I don't know. Maybe he shaved his hair off. Anyway, we now know that boats get blown by wind. And all of the ways in which they get blown by wind. Or at least a slight subset. No, I think he covered 100% of do them. We, do we have any more boat things today? I actually have like a an interesting semi-political conversation that might be interesting, but... I feel strongly about politics. It's not really... really angry. It's not really politics. It's more social... politics, Cultural... Hmm. ...things. Sociologists. Yes, that one. So, for the listeners who don't know anything about this, we have a whiteboard up at the Broad, which is uh, give us ideas on fun things that we can do in the office. And somebody wrote up that we should do more things, like more party, themed party type things and that a few years ago we had a Cinco de Mayo party, and it was awesome, and we should totally do something like that again. In response, someone seems to have grabbed a board pen and angrily scribbled, THIS IS CULTURAL APPROPRIATION! next to it and someone else underneath that has written I agree this is bad
1: Hmm. bad because it's cultural appropriation or bad because they disapprove of all things Mexican it's hard to tell
0: I'm assuming (laughs) because it's cultural appropriation might just be a
1: racist counterpoint
0: yes so yeah and I I dug into this because I don't Really know much about cultural appropriation? I asked my friends on the internet, and they gave me absolutely nothing useful. Really, um, we should ask Maggie's friends on the internet. Yeah, I suspect they will that, give you
1: absolutely nothing. They will give you pages and pages of nothing useful.
0: Oh, like, I see. So, so we dug into this, and supposedly the reason why cultural appropriation is bad is because if you are a majority and you nick something from a minority and then make it a thing that like it is just cool or fun or an excuse for a party, then you are in some way like stomping on the heritage of a minority and giving them less of their own identity. Well, I Maybe. Can,
1: I, I mean, I can definitely see that taking taking something that's important to someone and making it into a meaningless entertainment activity mm-hmm. is sort of insulting. Yes. But I'm not sure that Tsingin Mayo is... Something that people fiercely protect as their own cultural element that they don't want shared with anyone. Considering the massive number of Cinco de Mayo, everything's used. Perhaps it is already appropriated. Well, but... yeah. I
0: mean, so 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 the 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 question is like, is it is it already massively appropriated, or then is the way in which it is being? So one of the things I read apparently is that Cinco de Mayo is mistakenly referred to as Mexican Independence Day in the U.S., and that is absolutely not what it is. It's a festival of some other shit that I remember. Remember reading, but don't remember now. Do you know
1: what it is? I actually have no idea what it is.
0: Um, I believe it's like a French dude showed up and helped in a battle, and and it's like As hey, you're game. cool. We should have a yeah, we we should have a party about that. So so I think it's Wasn't something it an to do important. With that. Battle, yeah. I it, read it on Wikipedia, and and I can totally understand that having. I don't know. It's weird. I feel like I feel it's much more of a clear-cut case when you're, for instance, taking a religious symbol and then wearing it as a fashion statement. Mm. Um, And I can totally agree with the. But
1: aren't nationalist holidays sort of supposed to be promoted to everyone? Yeah.
0: So I can like I can I can get behind people complaining that people about people who take the the bindi, the little red dot that mm. think it's Hindus where to indicate I believe that they're married some but sort of maybe death. maybe some which which like has enormous religious significance and then sticking it on their head because they think it looks nice. That that's like shitting all over someone's culture and that isn't cool. and and, and I get that. I wonder how different it is to the secularization of Christmas, and... How different what is? So, so, like, why is is cultural appropriation in the case of Cinco de Mayo worse than Christmas becoming secular? Or is it entirely just because it's one of those, this is bad because the majority is doing it to the minority, and if it happens to the majority, then it's fine? It's probably like that. Do you you have any opinions? It's it's the
1: majority that's done it to the majority, in the case of Christmas. Yeah... I'm also not sure that there's widespread support for not a, not having Cinco de Mayo if you are not Mexican.
0: Right. Yeah, I, I just can't... I don't understand the argument beyond the, the mislabeling of what the event is for. So, you know, if if I say, we're having a Cinco de Mayo party and Cinco de Mayo is about celebrating how awesome Hussein is, then... And, and I say to people, that is the purpose of Cinco de Mayo. But they're also Mayo. just, they're make, the they're also just making
1: a mockery of people's right. history and culture, you know... Most included in Maya parties include getting drunk and wearing sombreros, which is probably insulting to anyone Mexican. Yes. If that's the only thing you associate with Mexican culture. Yes. And I don't know very much about Mexican culture because all of my exposure to it is from Sinking to Mario parties with with stupid yes. hats and drunken louts.
0: So I mean, I guess
1: maybe maybe they're not stupid hats. Maybe they are culturally meaningful hats. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so that's probably the the reason that people would object to it because it's taking something that has some meaning to someone and mm-hmm. converting it into
0: a joke. Would it be possible to have for us? some white people who aren't Mexicans to have a Cinco de Mayo party that was culturally appropriate and solemn enough that it would pass. But I don't think it's a solemn holiday. No, I don't think it is a solemn holiday, but, like, would it be possible to do it in a way that is right?
1: So, actually, one of Maggie's classmates would say absolutely not because it is impossible for one human to understand the upbringing of another and attempting to is insulting to to everyone right she was in a translation class and she firmly believed that translation was was cultural appropriation and should not be done so i'm not sure why she was taking translation but yes but so there're definitely people who would say that using any sort of culture that is not your own or even your own in any way is insulting
0: and yes should not be done but the, the logical extension of that argument is that you should sit in the corner and not attempt what right. I think or talk I think
1: that was evil. the I think that was her conclusion we should not attempt to maybe Maggie exaggerated her her statement but Maggie's Maggie believed that she did not believe you should try to communicate feelings or emotions because other people's feelings or emotions were fundamentally unknowable in a way that made yes. it insulting to try to communicate with them
0: correct and and while it is true that other people And she was taking a right, she was in
1: a creative writing program to try to take it down from the inside. Yeah,
0: that's that's immensely. Regardless of what you think about that philosophical standpoint, having that philosophical standpoint is uh, fucking useless. Literally, the only thing you can do with your entire life. Is sit in a dark room away from everyone else. Which is great, because if you have that philosophical standpoint, then you should keep it to yourself, because it's boring and I don't want to it. No, no, to you, have to, you have to tell it to everyone. But, repeatedly. But we're not going to understand what you have to say. so It's, it's true.
1: We, we all just violently disagree with you. Yeah.
0: So it is. Talking about it is uh, inherently self contradictory. Mm hmm. I had something else to say and I've forgotten what it was. It was it that we should abandon our holidays um, and human interaction? It definitely wasn't that. I was asking whether it would be possible to have a culturally appropriate Sigurdimaya mm-hmm. party. And. Well, so it's probably entirely
1: sub- it's, it's entirely subjective, according to the, the observer, right? Mm hmm. So the question is can someone have. Can someone do something that will not be offensive to anyone? The answer is probably no. Right. Could you find, sort of take the average and find, make sure that you are not gravely insulting some large minority of people? Yeah. Probably yes.
0: Yeah, and, and this is a very subjective scale, and I had recently a conversation which boiled down to how much people valued inconveniencing or upsetting, like, essentially how much unhappiness is some other larger people's worth, uh, amount of happiness worth, And once I realised it was that, then I found the entire conversation boring because it's entirely subjective and that's just people arguing. But I remember what the thing that I wanted to say was. So one of the one of the responses that was brought up, and it was literally a one liner, was that cultural appropriation is cultural segregationism, and maybe that is in itself a bad thing. Well, and and I mean, this, is, no. this is like this is a seg- segregation versus in- integration debate, mm-hmm. um, and and you know should we be putting all of the Mexicans on the other side of the Mexican wall so that they can keep being Mexican and that's good because we can keep them being not us and No, you have yeah. to, you
1: have to let them choose which aspects of their culture they want to to allow to be used and which ones they don't so so whoever owns the culture mm-hmm. which I'm sure is clear
0: yes. Definitely. Can
1: decide, once and for all, who mm-hmm. can use it and what for what purposes. You just So, I mean, the, clearly intellectual property rights are the framework to deal with this in. Yes. So we assign the ownership of culture to some sort of, if, any sort of cultural artifact, to some aggregate person, like a corporation. Mm-hmm. And then give a copyright over it, and then that can, yeah. the corporation can can fight for it. Yeah, and I think that's actually the solution to
0: all, all of, of our life's problems. problems. Yes, definitely. Yeah, it does sound like there's like cultural exchange literally becomes a contract. Mm-hmm. You may use the idea. You you may have a Cinco de Maya party within these. You can uh, you can license the Cinco de Maya franchise within these rules. You must with, wear with burke- exactly this kind of silly hat.
1: The appropriate sort of AI-driven arbitration, mm-hmm. we could even make it, we can make it automatically penalized if you, you carry too far, you know.
0: S- similarly, we can make it mandatory. That's true. Um, you know, the, everyone must have, not only must you not have the wrong sort of Cinco de Mayo party. You must have
1: the right sort.
0: Yes, yeah. you must have the right sort. And, and if you're going to have the wrong sort, then you must call it the 5th of May party. Or something. <laughs> yeah. The May the 5th party. <laughs>
1: You have not learned enough about. You have not learned enough, enough history for this history month. Please learn more history.
0: Good. Well, we've solved uh, the problem of society once
1: again. Corporate ownership of all all thought is the clear answer. Mm-hmm. I mean, the legal system obviously isn't keeping up with cultural ownership. Yeah, it's too slow. Corporations of the
0: future, are everything. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I just there are, there are some sentences <laughs> that I want to be able to say ironically, and then they come out of my mouth, and then I feel awful inside.
1: Yeah, and I mean, we all will feel awful inside at that point, except for the owners of those
0: corporations. No, they will also feel awful. I don't
1: think so. Do you think they feel awful now? They feel pretty damn good about themselves.
0: I'm sure they do, but I think at some point they will realize what they've done. But it will be too late, and the corporation will be bigger. Than I'm not sure that's the case.
1: I'm pretty sure they're all going to go to their their gold-filled graves laughing the whole way.
0: Maybe. I don't know. I I find it Mm -hmm. difficult to believe, and he can call me naive if you like, I find it difficult to believe that an individual human, yeah, outside of clinical cases, will be devoid of moral emotion and a sense of responsibility for the actions that they have uh,
1: wrought upon the world. Well, naive, I... (laughs) <laughs> I think that you may be overestimating the amount of time people are actually forced to think about their actions and how what they've done affects other people.
0: Yes, maybe I am projecting my own level of introspection and personal self-evaluation, which is onto admittedly other human low. <laughs> so Lewis is about to engage in an awful, awful thing. Yep, it's slurping time. And- we're just going to have to end the podcast. <laughs> I take no responsibility for, like, anything we say from now on may not make it into the podcast for precisely that reason.
1: This plum is quite good.
0: You, you don't just have one plum, though. <laughs> have plum you ones. have
1: an enormous number of plums. These small ones may not be that good, so I might just take one bite out of each one and then get rid of them. Unless they change from the last time I tried The them.
0: next 15 minutes of this podcast... <laughs> I'm just going to be slurping. The slurp Can Maybe I'll save the plums until later. Maybe? No, actually, we can We can just continue recording and the next time we need a bonus episode, <laughs> I can just cut slurps. all of the slurps together. <laughs> uh, 15 be good. minutes of slurping on plums. Fruit is so good. <sighs> Do you have weekend plans in the terrifying rain? In the terrifying rain. Well, there was terrifying rain this morning, oh, and I there I was even
1: thunderstorm was predicted mm-hmm. tomorrow. My plans for the weekend, I think, mostly include Dungeons and Dragons and
0: sitting around. Okay. Do you have plans? I don't know if I have plans. I have a feeling. Do you want to do, want
1: to do something? We could hang
0: out. I, I think we could hang out. Oh yeah. The only thing that I have plans for is actually booking the hotels for our trip to Peru.
1: Oh, I didn't know I was going to Peru.
0: Um,
1: oh, you mean with with
0: with your future fiance? That is not. Probability
1: one. <laughs> it's probability high. <laughs> Your estimated future fiance.
0: Yes. Okay.
1: So someone was complaining to me about the term pre-engaged, but I think it's
0: valid. Pre-engaged. Or so there's like there's 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 dating. Relationship of any amount of time, and then like essentially, what you're suggesting is that there is a notion of being engaged to be engaged. Yes,
1: that's that's exactly the phrasing that that, some, that Grace objected to.
0: It does seem a little redundant.
1: Yeah, but. Since engagement is sort of a thing, it's not just a state of saying you're going to get married, it's also a whole performance and acquisition of expensive items and announcements and parties, potentially, depending on how, how hard you want to be engaged. Continue
0: your thought. I oh. may have... Oh, objections. just that there's,
1: there's no... there is there's a sort of... A clear line when people say they are engaged, but it often has necessary preparations before they they are, both want to say that. Usually, people want to agree on that before they they go through those expensive and time consuming preparations.
0: Oh, so what you're saying is that as I as I said to some other people, there is a period of we are not engaged yet. But it's just tediously inevitable at this point. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, somebody said to me, um, are congratulations in order? And I said, no, not yet, but it is a tedious inevitability. And yeah, that's, that's how I feel, right? It's probably just gonna happen, and the, the gears need, the, the the crank needs to be turned. Mm -hmm. And, like, just just don't fuck it up. Just don't fuck it up, yeah. yeah. No pressure. Oh, oh. Don't, don't fuck it up by by saying it's tedious and inevitable <laughs> on a podcast which your girlfriend listens to.
1: You're your post post girlfriend, pre fiance.
0: <laughs> well, who knows at this point? It might,
1: it might all be over. She's, she's returned to, to girlfriend or pre girlfriend status. <laughs> yes, angry lady who lives in my house. Oh, your house is it is. Oh yeah, I guess it is your house you've had this conversation, yeah that, that's weird to me why I don't know it's a, my my house is really
0: our house right it's it's conceptually and notionally our house, but legally I consider <laughs> well I mean, legally I consider it my landlord house yeah, but I am the only tenant on the rent, mm. so that's so
1: inconvenient when you want her to pay the bills for you though
0: oh, well, that's the thing like she doesn't ah. she does she she pays for the shopping and then takes it out of the portion of the rent that she pays me. <laughs> which, which I feel like is cheating a bit, but also I, I value the convenience of not having to do anything. Yeah, that's pretty valuable. But yes, we could we could do a thing this weekend if. If that is appropriate. Yeah. I don't know what I don't well, think I don't think that's gonna
1: be. I'm playing Twilight Struggle. Oh that's true, we were.
0: Which for people who don't
1: know what that is, assume it's as exciting as it sounds.
0: Yes. The Twilight Struggle. It's, it's a, a kind of wrestling.
1: Candle Candlelit, candlelit <laughs>
0: wrestling.
1: Between two superpowers. <laughs> yeah, that's what she yeah. calls me. <laughs> it's a board game about wrestling between the US and the Soviet Union. Pretty exciting stuff, you know. It's it's digital now. Is it ready? Yeah, it there's might a, only be for iPad or something. There's
0: a video game of Twilight Struggle. I don't know how I feel about digital versions of board games. Like, I never want
1: to play a digital version of a board game, but it totally makes sense. Yeah, because they're really board games are really annoying to keep track of. Like their billion little pieces, and the cats eat them, and then the dogs eat the cats, and they throw out the board game pieces, and the cats.
0: Yes and no. So the the When I was a kid I had like Digital board game Monopoly And cool. part of the problem Is that it's Monopoly Yes I mean but...
1: Digital Monopoly You just don't do anything
0: Right Precisely Like there's no I broke my bow That's fine I'm, I'm just gonna like Pause every time I see you going in For a slow up um, Yeah there's Literally there is Nothing that happens <laughs> It's so hard To not eat plums <laughs> It just <laughs> you just, it, the thing is that you didn't finish. You just like put a plum in your mouth and became immensely self conscious and put it back down. That's true, it's true. You can read it in your face. <laughs> So, yeah, there's nothing to do in Monopoly. If you can argue with people. I think the
1: game of Monopoly is all about just shouting at people.
0: Sure. But, I mean, when when you're not dealing with the money and being Scrooge mucked McDuck, Monopoly is... Like, there is actually nothing that happens. Yeah. And and video game Monopoly is terrible in that regard.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, Monopoly is... Monopoly is, is a bad case, though, because Monopoly is not really a
0: game that's good. Um, So... If we haven't had only this... by nature of being a board game, that's a problem. We haven't had this conversation on the podcast, but we might have had it off podcast in, in real human time. But Monopoly is not inherently an awful game. It's an awful game because of the house rules that people impose. And, you know, pulling all of your, your community chest and chance payments in the must, center and yeah. then picking them up when you hit free parking no, makes a... the game four times as long as it should be. And in real monopoly as soon as someone lands on a property that is has not been bought you have to immediately auction it and and it goes to the highest bidder but may well be you well, know, they, they can take the first shot at it, can they? Yes. If you don't want to buy it, someone has to buy it. Yeah. And that utterly changes the game. makes it a lot quicker. I've never actually played it properly. I would almost be interested in playing Monopoly properly by the, the book.
1: The problem with Monopoly, though, is that you have very little... You, you you have to make a few decisions, but you really don't have much choice about yeah. what you want to do. And that makes it just really frustrating for, everyone, like for, for the people who are losing. Yeah. And there's no good way to claw back. And strategy... Strategy is probably important. I suspect the people who you know have memorized all the hotel values know exactly which properties are more likely to be landed on. Yeah, will beat me. Mm-hmm. But it's they won't have beaten me in a way that I thought. Man, that was really clever. Yes, I will learn how to do that. I, I, I think way the way Monopoly. Like, is... Oh, this seems like they're just having better luck than me. But it's because they they've learned some which squares are hotter.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's a case of. Monopoly is very luck based, and there is no, there's there's no rock paper scissors. It's just there is one optimal strategy, and you know if everyone was playing with the optimal strategy, then whoever rolls better will win. Yeah, which is true, I think, of a lot of things, but but it's, but it's very much more bare and unhidden in monopoly. Yeah. yeah. Um. In conclusion, Monopoly probably still sucks. If anybody, if anybody would like to play a game of Monopoly with me and a couple of other people, but properly, <laughs> not with. the the awful house rules. I would, I would give it a shot. Shot. Also, and this may be the attractive. Have tried
1: Star Wars Monopoly? That no, might be but totally
0: I, better. I have UK Monopoly. <laughs> I have, I have. They England have property
1: Monopoly. in the UK, isn't it all owned
0: by a lord? Well, they're all. It's it's in London. Okay, um, and they're all, so they're all streets the in London. Yeah, they're all they're all streets in London, and that's genuinely how I thought Monopoly was. I had no idea that it was an American game, and <laughs> and and that it was Boardwalk and not Mayfair. Interesting. So that's a thing. Yeah, we yeah we're at thirty-five minutes. Yeah, let's, we should probably cut this. I think I think we I think we're good. Do you want to do some more slurps before we go?
1: Yeah, let's get some good ones in. Hmm.
0: I'm sure we're playing with slurps up a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you are. But you it's should a more realistic slurp. You should go into uh, performance art. Performance slurps. Yeah, I am sure you could. Like have have a, a performance piece where you sat at a table and eating plums, plums for half an hour. Yeah, really I could definitely. do that.
1: Can you guys connect me with a person who knows about how to get paid for that sort of thing? Um, or at least how to get famous for that sort of thing? You
0: might have to write a really wanky artist statement.
1: Yeah, I, I probably won't do that. Writing is the most terrifying thing in the entire world. So, really? I probably won't do that. Especially writing bullshit. I refu- I just cannot write bullshit. She might be able to help you with that though. Hmm. Yeah, she's probably a good a good writerist if she's doing a
0: PhD in writing about stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting to be able to say good save and
1: no, no, no. no.
0: PhD in words, words.
1: Sociology? You're telling me it's keep sociology. forgetting. Because I keep assuming it's like art of some sort.
0: Well she used to be in, in art and, and well, she she started off in performance studies and then did critical theory. Maybe the other way around. Yeah, the other way around. A critical theory
1: is like the confluence of all things that make me angry and squirm.
0: Yep. And to her credit, she did realise that, but only after she got a degree in it. <laughs> um, they value writers. Who are
1: the mo- the completely
0: opaque and require you to like the Finnegans Wake of of academic writing, and and that is supposedly a valuable. And like, I'm sorry, but any field where you where you laud terrible communication skills should just be taken out back and shot.
1: I, I totally agree with that. It's when you can't understand what they're saying because you can't understand what they're saying. That's a problem,
0: and because they never wanted you to. Right, and, it may,
1: and often it's because they're not saying anything. I suspect this is this is maybe true,
0: but I think it's, it's not
1: necessarily true. But my my assumption is that if you are writing in a way that is deliberately obtuse. It's because you are because you have nothing to say, or if you said it clearly, people would laugh at it.
0: I think that's the naive, the naive interpretation of, but, but I think there are people who actually have things to say and think that the process of making their audience have to unpack. Have to work that through from, it. Yeah. And, yeah. and there's a, I don't remember who, um, who it is, and Jesse will be screaming at the, uh, the speakers as I say this, but there's some director or screenwriter who, I think it's Howard Barker, who deliberately writes scripts for actors to be challenging for the actors to read and play because he believes that struggling with a script is uh, a useful thing and, and will make you be a better actor and make the play be better and his he calls his production studio is called like the wrestlers or the the, the wrestling ring or like you're supposed to to struggle with a text and, and mm-hmm. it'd be difficult to get through and i don't yeah, know how i, I feel about it. i that. don't (laughs) I I mean, I certainly think there's something to be said for... So if you engage with something, then you are going to... Learn it more. And yes. yes, and if it's if it's presented to you in such a way that it seems entirely trivial and like you knew it already, then you may forget it.
1: You may also forget things that are incredibly difficult to understand, and you spend a lot of time working on. Yeah, so the... I've forgotten most of math. Yeah, although I don't know if that was incredibly difficult, but it at least required like learning a few things. It and... was it was obfuscated by yeah. people who were trying to teach it to you <laughs> in French. Yes. We had we had like a lot of French TAs for some reason.
0: Oh. Okay
1: only spoke French and calculus and I unfortunately knew neither. N- no French and not that much calculus. Yeah,
0: that's that's a problem. Good. Well, maybe we should do something this weekend and we should figure out what that something is before we do it
1: or after. No, Sometimes you do a thing and you only know what it was in retrospect. There are a lot of movies about
0: that. One of my friends back in London had a tendency to say, "Would you like to do a thing this weekend?" And I'd be like, what thing? And usually it would be go to his house, and he wouldn't say anything, and then I'd have to talk for two hours and then leave. That sounds um, like you'd enjoy it. You like talking. It's actually difficult to, like... <laughs> it was just frustrating. <laughs> it was just like, there there doesn't seem to be a purpose. Oh, like, so I could be doing this on my own, and I wouldn't have had to travel for it. Oh, so I,
1: I like activities that are just sitting around in a room and doing whatever happens to be at hand. Just- <sighs> Often, the, ho- hopefully, the thing at hand is some sort of multiplayer video game. Those are the oh, ones that I prefer most. Video games. <laughs> Gotta love video games, I don't, or not? No, it's too bad. <laughs> I do
0: not have to love video games. I reject this uh, assertion. So, so I think we might end with. I'd like to express some astonishment. Astonishment. Yeah. Are at, you ready. At. <gasps> um, that's that astonishing. astonishment. Good, thank you. I've been practicing all morning. Have um, you been been practicing from a difficult astonishment text? Um, no, no, my just, my colleagues in my room have been thinking I've been hyperventilating. Um, no, I would like to express some astonishment that one of our listeners downloaded all of our podcasts to listen to, one after the other, on a road trip. Hooray! And, Grace, if you're listening to this in the future, what the fuck is wrong with you? Go check I'm We're so sorry.
1: In. Yeah. That's upsetting That's like increased our download
0: count dramatically. Yeah, it's like tripled it. <laughs> but it's, it's. Per episode. <laughs> yes. I, I am genuinely baffled. A. As to why anyone would want to do this. Um, and B. What the experience is like. So, so call in. Let us know. Yeah, listen to all listen to all of our episodes, and oh god, I cannot imagine inflicting this on anyone. That being said, we need to guests. If Grace is back by by next by May, Monday, we might have yeah. a report from her. I, I definitely think we should follow up on this. Um, also, if you are listening and you have not yet been a guest on the podcast and would like, would like to be a guest or know somebody who you think would like to be a guest, or be a guest, please let us know um, and let them know. And let them know that they're going to be a guest, whether they want to or not. Follow that's, us. That's
1: more of a, a guest in
0: quotes. Yes. Follow us on the Twitter at Brodello. Email us Brodello at gmail.com. And talk to us in our offices. And talk to us in our offices. Uh, Lewis has volunteered to make an RSS feed for iTunes BT doubles, so, so that you will can be get better. Automatic updates to our dulcet tones. That'll be very much a thing, possibly yeah. in the future. Good. Goodbye, internet.